You ready for this? <laughs> Never. <laughs> All right. DJ Michael in the house. Can't, oh my god. I cannot include that. I'm going to include that. No, you're not. Okay. <laughs> This is the With a Dog Podcast, a podcast for the modern dog parent. I'm your host, Carly, and every Wednesday I bring on pet professionals and some fellow dog parents, and we laugh, learn, and commiserate about everything from the confusing vet visits to dog park etiquette to the 2 a.m. potty breaks, essentially life with a dog. All right, everyone, I hope you are doing great this week. I'm going to keep this intro short because... There's a lot of me and Michael talking in this episode. So today I am bringing on my partner, my own personal dog dad, Michael, on to the show. So he has been on in a previous episode that was called The Underappreciated Dog Dad, where we kind of just like talked about like dog parent life and like dog dad life specifically. But in this episode, this is a lot more of him and I just going down memory lane And it was actually really nice because so much has happened in our lives since we've got our oldest dog, Lupin. There were lots of trials and tribulations, as you will hear, as new dog parents. And even though, you know, we kind of set out for this episode to be like our biggest dog parenting mistakes, and we do touch on that, really this episode, though, is just us recounting traumatic events that happened with our dog or involved our dog that was maybe a mistake on our part or a very big learning lesson. So it's a lot of him and I just kind of like storytelling and kind of going back and forth and remembering how everything went down. I tried to not edit it too much because I wanted it to sound, you know, very much like authentic conversation between us two, which it was. We had had a couple drinks. We sat down, did this episode on a Saturday night And yeah, so I hope you enjoy and I hope you can learn from some of our dog parenting mistakes. Also, a lot of you wrote in about some of your dog parent mistakes or lessons learned as well. So I'm going to put all of those on the Instagram stories when this episode comes out. So with a dog Wednesday, it's coming out on October 20th. So all of those will be on the stories on the Instagram stories for the podcast Instagram, but also I will put them on a highlight. So I'll put like, I'll make it a highlight. So it'll be like dog mistakes or traumatic dog parent things or something like that. I'll make a little highlight bubble of them too. So people can go back and read through and, and hopefully maybe if you have made one of these mistakes or gone through a similar experience, you can find some relief knowing that other people have done the same, or you can avoid some of these mistakes completely, hopefully. (laughs) So I hope you guys enjoy and let's get into it. (laughs) I'm looking at you over this wine glass right now, Michael. In this episode today, (laughs) I have the one and only underappreciated dog dad. He is... Your capital funder. (laughs) My husband, Michael. He came on for an episode a couple months ago. He's back again. He did not want to be back again, but he is. I have plied him with lots of Halloween candy and wine to get him here. 
Welcome to the With a Dog podcast, Mike. I don't think you've ever actually been in the podcast studio before besides <laughs> that one other time. <laughs> Thank you for having me back. <laughs> no, I don't actually think I come in here much. <laughs> it's a very rare occurrence. He actually, but we're here. We got the dogs. Yeah, the dogs somehow kind of like came in here and laid down and are actually being silent. They're in their post-dinner coma, for yeah. sure. Thank God. And today, we are going to talk about our biggest dog parenting mistakes. All right. This will be easy. <laughs> there are many. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's just get into it. How do we want to start? Maybe just some of the earliest mistakes, earliest stories about Lupin when we yeah. got this guy. <laughs> <laughs> the earliest mistakes. Yep. <laughs> Getting a dog. Um, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So early on for Lupin, what it what was our first? I think the first has got to be like expecting a rescue hound with no ability to socialize with humans, scared to death of us. Yeah. To be secure on a collar. Oh shit. On longer walks. Oh my god. <laughs> Just hoping things would go well. <laughs> that I forgot. I forgot about that. Okay, so I should have prefaced this, everyone. Uh, we each kind of thought of our own biggest mistakes about having dogs, and we kind of didn't share them or talk with each other about it before. So, yeah, I forgot what we had him on a. You Martin. would forget because <laughs> the story I'm about to tell us doesn't involve you. Okay, because you were gone. We had him on a. So for everyone, we had him. We had Loopy. So our eighty pound hound dog who was afraid of the world and had zero recall and zero obedience we had him on a martingale collar which is fine like usually those are fairly secure but he also has that like long skinny foxhound neck oh my god i forgot Keep, okay tell right. your story it was like christmas time right it was christmas day what was it 2014 the first year we had lupin mm -hmm. and you were in california i was up in washington so mistake number one Leaving the incompetent dog dad alone <laughs> with the rescue dog we've had all of five months. No, we got we got him <laughs> in August. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, he made very little progress during that time. Just so just like for four the months. Yeah. So anyway, Christmas Day, I drive over to my parents' house with Lupin. We do the typical open presents, do everything Christmas morning, and afterward, we decide to walk to Starbucks or down to the grocery store for some coffee. So. It's my mom and I, maybe my older brother, and we're walking to Starbucks. My dad decides to meet us there. He drives ahead. And it's about a good two-mile walk, maybe, to, to the Starbucks. And we're crossing an intersection. And at this point, we're very close to the Starbucks. And my dad, who had driven there ahead of time, was meeting us at the corner. So he's on the other side of the crosswalk. Wait, wasn't... Was this the Starbucks that was in the Safeway? Yes, yes. Okay, so this was like a major intersection by your parents. I mean, not like a freeway, but like a big... Yes. It's not like a neighborhood, like walking to the Starbucks, yeah, like neighborhood like intersection. Four lanes on each side. Yeah. Big yeah, intersection. Yeah. So my dad meets us at the corner. He's bundled up in his big puffy jacket, sunglasses on, hat on. <laughs> For all intents and purposes to Lupin, it's a stranger. So we're crossing the street. There's this big guy in a big puffy jacket across the street. And Lupin's like, 
I'm about to get kidnapped. I, I'm, I'm like, he freaks out. Lupin's like, nope. He, he yeah. is he is saying, no, he does not want to approach. And of course, at this point, we're in the middle of the intersection. There's cars, albeit not many, luckily, because it's Christmas Day. And he starts to like fight against the leash and the collar and slips out. He pulls out of his collar. He slips out in like one fluid motion and he is in the middle of the intersection, off <laughs> and running. <laughs> so, right on the other side where my dad's standing on that corner is McDonald's. So, somehow, we, like, signaled to my dad, just walk away. Walk the other way. Like, you are the reason he is freaking out. And somehow are able to corral Lupin into, like, the McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> And at this point, I think we give like follow the scent of the French fries. Exactly. At, also, at this point, he's not food motivated. No, at this point in not his at all. life, like he was not very food motivated. He does not have a recall. He does not food yeah, motivated. It was like it is a dicey <laughs> situation. And of course, like meanwhile, like he just has a big old smile on his face at this point because like he's, <laughs> he's off his leash. He's like happy with freedom. All these things, and so I mean. Besides the sheer panic that <laughs> flowed through my body, you know, we basically called. We had one hope, which was to get the van, my mom's van. We called home, had had one of my siblings bring the van over. And uh, for whatever reason, Lupin would be like, okay, with one command, get in your kennel. Yeah, get he, in knew, your crate. he knew that one from and like it. his rescue. That's like our one option here. Foster. So we loaded up the van <laughs> with like the Costco sized biscuit box you know like the one that contains hundreds of biscuits um we were like trying to corral lupin for like the five to six minutes it took for the van to get down there this whole time he's just enjoying life because he's just keeping his distance tail wagging like yeah. come get me he, he's he thinking it's a game yeah so which is fortunate because there's a lot of dogs that would have like just beelined it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like was, Somehow yeah. we were lucky in that he was just willing to like play keep away in this McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> so so long story there. short, the van gets there. We use his one command he happens to know while shaking the box of treats, trying to get him in. And sure enough, he accepts. <laughs> he jumps right in the van. <laughs> we close the door real quick. <laughs> and... That Christmas will go down in history for the amount of sheer panic that I had to deal <laughs> with. <laughs> okay. I feel like there's also backstory a little bit here. Or not backstory. But, okay. Michael, I love you. I love you very much. <laughs> but you're not calm in a crisis. No. and Absolutely not. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I can just imagine the rising anxiety in you. Like, I can just imagine the immediate anxiety and panic that you... Oh, yeah. Like... No, I'm, I'm very thankful that were, I was not alone, right? Yeah, that your had mom was there. Level-headed mom. Yeah. <laughs> that could think through the situation that's handled crises before and be like, all right, Michael, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> your mom... As I just scream as I lose my voice. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was in California and I remember you called me, like, you know... Merry Christmas and everything and told me the story. And I was like, oh, cool. Well, I'm happy everything turned out. Like, I did not – I didn't understand the – You did not appreciate the gravity no, of I the didn't. situation. No, I didn't. And then now I remember when I – I think it was like a few years later when I went to your parents' 
like again and then i like pieced it together in my mind like oh it was this mcdonald's and that starbucks and i was like (laughs) oh shit (laughs) oh my god yeah i got home or i got back home when your mom was kind of like telling me the story again and she was like yeah michael's michael's not great in a crisis (laughs) (laughs) just so you know (laughs) she kind of she's like ah yeah he he panicked a little bit and this is like yeah you were like beginner dog dad too oh yeah we were were probably gone for collectively two weeks yeah or so and i left you with this ridiculous uh, okay (laughs) anyway so trusting lupin on a martingale collar and not on something more secure, like so a harness. Lesson learned. Lesson Harnesses learned. for the rest of Lupin's life. <laughs> yes. And I am and I think a lot of people out there are going to say like, well, you know, harnesses aren't necessarily more secure. Dogs can get out of them. For whatever reason, Lupin on the Easy Walk harness, the front clip changed our life. Like that yes. was, I, I think, you know, so maybe that was our bi- biggest mistake was like having him on a collar when he was not secure with his surroundings and would be able to escape yes. it. Is like the mistake, and I think the way we fixed yeah. it was for whatever reason Lupin excelled on a front clip harness. Like he he felt more secure. I felt he was like more, yeah, almost like like more responsive to us when we were walking him, like to our movements and stuff, and what we would want him to do, yeah. like which way we were going to turn I mean, and things like that. Really, the only downside of the harness at that point was he was still kind of timid when we approached him. Not at mm. much as much, but like. You don't want to leave the harness on him all day. So, like, taking it on, putting him off. Oh, like, I forgot about that. That would have, like, that was a bit of a challenge, but still, like, it was worth it. Yeah. No, I forgot about that. Yeah. We would have to, like, crawl to him. Yeah. To clip him into the harness yep. and put it over his head. Yeah. He'd have to go yeah. in his crate. We'd have to slide it over him. Yeah. I mean, it was even, an ordeal, but even still. to this day, he doesn't love when we, like, bend over and clip him into something. He trusts us and stands there for it. But you can like he's all excited to go on his walk and his tail immediately goes down yep. and he like ducks his head. Yep. <laughs> Lupin. Okay, that was a good one. Yeah. That was a good one. Okay. All right, what's next? Next, I would say kind of along those lines, but trusting him to go off leash when honestly he didn't have much recall. <laughs> which so was for the mainly listeners, my mistake. This was Carly's <laughs> mistrust. <laughs> I had no doubts in my mind <laughs> that this dog had no recallability. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I placed my trust in Lupin. It, okay. I feel like a lot of the dog parenting of Lupin was like... Exclusively done by you? Well, <laughs> I mean, maybe. But, <laughs> I mean, you said it, not me. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like a lot of it was like you had to test the boundaries. A lot of it was yeah. a lot of it was like okay, he's not okay with, I don't know. It w- it was a lot of like testing boundaries, and then you know seeing if he like okay one month he's no go, but then maybe a couple months later he was okay with that thing. So that we had this huge field near us, or it was a middle school, and it had like a massive soccer field and a few mm-hmm, baseball mm-hmm. fields, and it was like. Some areas were partially fenced in, some were fully fenced in. And And some were not fenced in at all. Yeah, and some were not fenced in at all. And a lot of people would let their dogs off leash. Yeah, they'd play play fetch. It was like a neighborhood. I mean, it was huge bunches of fields. Mm -hmm. People would come out there, their dogs would be off leash, the kids would be running around. 
remember everyone, this is early in our dog parenting. So I know having dogs off leash when they're not supposed to be is not a good thing. But it was kind of one of those like, you know, we're, we're 24, everyone's doing it, that kind of thing. So Lupin was we in were our- naive. Yeah. <laughs> Lupin was in our care for like a year at this point. Like we had adopted him probably like a year ago. And we had done a lot of walks and he did some off-leash time in fully fenced areas, which we did have a hard time corralling him at the, like, at the dog park. He wouldn't want to yes. go. Like, yes. we kind of have to start, like, chasing him, like, 20 minutes before he yeah. we wanted we were, to go. We were, at his, we were on his schedule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. haven't we been for the last yes, seven we were. We years that we've had? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, we... Yeah, so I basically was like, let's see how he is in an unfenced, off-leash. Like, let's just let him off-leash. And, I mean, I feel like the crux of Michael and I's relationship is... Is Carly pushing boundaries and Michael dealing with it. And Michael and Michael saying no, and then I do it anyway. Yep. <laughs> and then we, we both deal with the consequences. Long and- <laughs> Lupin's basically off-leash on this massive field. Yeah. And... He is loving life. I mean, couldn't be happier, right? Like, he is running around. It was fine for a while because he was supposed to run around and exercise. And he was doing well. Like, as Mike said with the whole McDonald's Keep in mind, he's young and limber and fast. Yeah. (laughs) And we're supposed to be too, but have we ever been? I don't know. (laughs) And so – as Mike and as Mike said with the McDonald's story, like Lupin likes his play style is being chased, especially when he's younger. He oh, loved yeah. to be chased. So even now, I still do like a I'm gonna get you, and he kind of oh, yes. like gets all excited. And so, and so I realize now that maybe was not a wise decision to like feed into that play style of his because he would let us get within like two feet of him, and then would take off. So yes. he would never actually go further than we could see him. Like he he always stayed oh, yeah. fairly no, like he wasn't interested in running away. Yeah, thank he God. He was he he really liked to keep the line of sight. Yeah, he just loved to to play the game. It was yeah. a game to him. Yeah, and we probably spent like what forty five minutes out on the field, and then other people <laughs> were trying to help us. Like other, there's like you know dads playing you know catch yeah. with their kids, and they're like, oh yeah yeah, we'll we'll catch him with you. And I'm like, no, it's okay. He's a because little scared. Of, of course, like if they get involved. <laughs> Then he's not playing a game anymore. He's just legitimately scared. Yeah, and, and like, then he will running. Like, <laughs> flat out dart away. Yeah. yeah. And so it was this, oh my God. And it took us like so it was like we were exercising him for, you know, let's we say. We basically 30 had minutes. to wait until he was tired enough to let us catch him. Yeah. And basically. that was like I, I would say it was probably like a solid hour of us kind of like Yeah, most likely. Just scurrying after him and people were laughing. Me rolling at us. my eyes at you for yeah. this idea in the first place. <laughs> Michael. Yeah. Michael so, getting mad at me. The lesson learned from this <laughs> is that a long line is mm-hmm. really good in this situation because if that long line is 15 feet long, then all I have to do is get within 15 feet of Lupin and we're, go- we're, yeah. we're okay. Or someone has yeah. to get, yes. Yeah. And then he can still run around, but yeah. we have a safety net. Yeah. So I think after this experience, I did discover the long line or it was maybe a couple mm. months later or something like that. So exactly. Yeah. That learning experience, I think he was probably in the middle of his recall journey of he was he would like kind of come when we called it like he would like come near us. I but think he, he knew he what we away. wanted. Yes. And so in his like training journey, I think 
you're right. The long line, that would have been the time. That yep. would have been the the next step, the intermediate step instead of just going straight to advanced. Yep. Or, you know, in a fenced in area, other things. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. So this next one, next this story. setting reminds me of another story. Okay. Still in Kirkland, I think. Still fairly early on and probably in the summer. So Carly, this story is on you again. Um, oh, fuck. We are still in the apartment, say. I think, but you had decided to walk Lupin down to the waterfront and read a book um, with him. Yeah. And I'm recalling, I think, that you, instead <laughs> of just staying on the beach, wanted to take him out on a dock. Okay. You would bring this up. This was like one of the most traumatic moments of my dog mom history, <laughs> at least until the next couple traumatic moments that Lupin put us through. <laughs> but, but one of were, many. Those were more like medical based. This was purely like, that was so stupid of me. So, okay. I was at a dock. It was, it was a very quiet neighborhood. It was like a private kind of little dock area that had like a little beach front. So if anyone who knows Kirkland, it wasn't like the main area. It was like a little neighborhood one. No one was there. So I'm like, oh, my God, early 20s. I'm going to tan. I'm from California. You know, like I was like trying to live my best life. So I'm out there tanning on a dock, um, reading. And Lupin is also living his best life. I brought a towel for he him. He thrives He's, in the sun. He loves the sun. He always has. Yeah. Yes. So I have him next to me and I tie him to... Like one, like the edge of the dock, like the post kind of thing. Mm. And this is a U-shaped dock. So we're on like, like if the, the tops of the U is toward, is like on the land. And so like the mm -hmm, bottom of the mm -hmm. U is into the water. So we're, we are at the bottom of the U. So we're like furthest you can be from land. Mm -hmm. We're at the point. And so I tie him onto like a post there with his leash. We're, we're great. We're fine. Some random guy like a dad type, like age, <laughs> rides his bike onto the dock and onto the U. Strange decision, to be yeah. honest. So he's like riding it in this like little U circle. I don't know if he's just like, now that I think about it, maybe he saw like a half naked girl and decided to like talk oh, to oh, me oh, or mm -hmm, something. Uh -huh. Now, no, <laughs> no, I'm just serious. trying to flirt I, with you. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Um, <laughs> I think the lady with this attractive doggy. The, the dog was, yeah. Lupin was very attractive at that age. Mm -hmm. um, so he, so Lupin, of course, bike was coming towards him on this dock. He got scared and he jumps up. Lupin does not like water. He is not a dog that enjoys swimming. And so this guy keeps Granted, coming we closer. we haven't really tested this at this point. No, no, no. Like, I mean, when we had brought him near the water before, like he's not a dog that would even put his paw into a puddle. So no, he's this just guy, great at the sound of waves. Yeah. This guy keeps biking, bikes closer, and I'm like, oh, sorry, hold on. Like trying to like get out of the way so he can go ahead and then also hold on to Lupin and keep him safe. Lupin is still at this point, I think, on a collar. And um <laughs> and so <laughs> Lupin backs himself up, drops into the water. Well, he's this oh, this is so traumatic. Okay. <laughs> He's still on his leash on the post, so he's almost like hanging himself for a split second, and he's like thrashing around. I jump in. Thank God I have my you know prior water polo experience, and I was still in like decent shape. I literally am treading water, holding him up while this guy is 
so I'm holding Lupin up, my like 80 pound dog, treading water. And this guy was like, oh, I guess he's a little scared. Like this guy's literally like standing there on his bike, staring down at us for for a while. And I was just like, can you unclip him? (laughs) Or I was like, or can you like untie the leash? You know, like I'm like, dude, you know, I'm like yelling at him. Like, can you help here? Rather than just being like, oh, can he not swim? And I'm like, it doesn't matter if he can swim or not. He's fucking hanging himself. Oh, my God. Anyway, Lupin at this point also in his fear, like bites me. And he didn't break skin or anything, but he's so scared, obviously. he un- So this finally get Lupin unclipped from his leash. And we're on the outside of the U at this point. So now I'm like, great, how am I going to get him to the water or to the land? And so Lupin, <laughs> if nothing else about this dog, he has a very strong survival instinct. <laughs> and that has been shown throughout his whole life. He swam he found a hole under the dock it wasn't of course, like, like you guys end up on the outside of the u right yes yeah yeah so we're on the outside of the u so he finds a hole and the dock is like to the water so he somehow finds his way like under it and inside he swims so fast to shore he's a great swimmer mima so are you which was good well i was also like half clothed i think i had like yeah. i think i had maybe like a tank top and uh and like short shorts on or something and so i'm like chasing him and he gets onto the bank shakes himself off and just like stands there (laughs) and i'm meanwhile (laughs) like sobbing this whole time like sobbing and like crawling onto shore like i'm so sorry lupin (laughs) he just stands there for the listeners that can hear carly's anxiety Don't worry, Lupin's here sleeping soundly as we recount this traumatizing story. (laughs) Lupin, this shit that we've gone through together, um, he's not fussed. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what what is the takeaway from that biggest mistake? Don't tie yourself. Don't take your your incredibly scared of life dog onto a dock and tie him up. I mean, no one had ever been to that beach before at the same time. It's like in the middle of the day, in the middle of the week. Anyway, yeah, so I guess learning mistake is, you know, don't, yeah, tie your dog up in a way that they could potentially, like, hang themselves or, <laughs> I don't know. It was, but thankfully, thankfully he didn't dart off. I had a huge bruise on my arm from where he nipped me. And as I said, he didn't break skin, so it wasn't, like, a full bite where I would have had to, like, report it or anything. But massive bruise. And, yeah, that was... That was awful. That was so bad. And since then, we have not brought him to any water type of things where he would have he, to. I think he keeps probably a good like 30 yard distance. Whenever we even bring him to the beach, he does not get within like 30 yards think, of the water. I don't think that was because no, 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 of no. that experience. I don't think it's because. I think he's just scared of the water. He's scared of the water in general. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, my God. We're still in the first like few years of Lupin. All right. Next. Next story. I mean, just being in an apartment, I mean, he didn't even like elevators. Oh. And we were on, what, like the third or fourth floor. And so we were basically taking stairs for the entire time we were there with we were, him. We were on the third floor. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like a big mistake because it was a pretty easy fix. Like, we just had to go up and down the stairs instead. Which was really funny when you encountered someone. Oh, yeah. Because, like... I remember more than once running into someone bringing their bike into the building. And then whenever that happened, you basically had to back up, exit onto whatever floor was closest, 
let the person go by and then go back out. Yeah. You like, had to like redouble back up some it. stairs if <laughs> yeah, if there were any was anyone approaching. I guess probably like the mistake was just not thinking it through for where we are living and having a dog. I think we thought it through a lot, but the like what if we were on the tenth floor and mm-hmm. our dog ended up being afraid of elevators? Yeah. It's just like that would have been a little bit more tricky. Yeah. So I think that's all, probably the learning for people, you know, for listeners to take away if you want to, is kind of just like think through every single step of your life. Because a that could bit, have yeah. been an issue for sure. All right. What's next? What is next? I think that about covers it for the states. Because we have to fast forward probably now to to London when we're there. Yeah. And we had I'm, a few like stable years with Lupin. We did. It I wasn't mean, it yeah. wasn't all chaotic. He was he had food allergies and stuff like that and environmental, but mm, which is probably but I, but I mean I don't think that that was necessarily a mistake. I think that's something a lot of dog parents struggle with and have to like work with their veterinarian on. Mm, but but there yeah. In London. In London. <laughs> I'm not I'm not recalling. Okay. An attempt at trying to <laughs> trying to alleviate Lupin's allergies, but not really uh, maybe doing that the right way. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Yet another <laughs> mistake on Carly's part. It, okay, it had the best intentions, but when we first moved there, we didn't know what his aller- food allergies were quite yet. We just knew he had them. Um, I think I had gotten some kind of allergy testing done that, like, they use, like, he, they test his spit or whatever and and like see what it flares up to which apparently technically is not a actual researched thing like a lot of veterinarians are like no that's actually not a correct testing form yeah (laughs) i don't think i ever told you that (laughs) (laughs) so but it did it did actually point us in the right direction because it said he was allergic to fish and turkey Mm. and so it turns out it's all fish and all poultry. poultry yeah. 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 So, which of course we learned um, with correct veterinarian guided right. trial and error when right. I was working at tails.com. So, I, we didn't know what his allergies were. We just knew that he would, after like a week, a month or a couple weeks of a new food, he would immediately start getting red and itchy and get these like terrible hot spots and all of that. It was awful to deal mm-hmm. with. And so when we first moved to the UK, I was like, I don't even know. First off, we didn't have a car. We were living in a city. <laughs> and I was like, how do I get like a 60 pound bag of dog food home? Oh, yeah. When I, it's like a 15 minute walk, like from the grocery store uphill yep. or something. <laughs> so I discovered everything gets delivered there. But that's really neither, wonderful. By yeah, the way. It, was, it was great. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, so I was like making his own food. Or I was making food for him for the longest time. And it was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it was like peas and carrots and right, like brown rice. And I mean, I did consult someone who had some kind of certification in dog nutrition. But I later learned when I worked at Tails that, you know, there's so many other micronutrients that a dog needs. It's not just mm-hmm. about like carbs, fat and protein. It's all about like what minerals and are they getting enough like... Mm. vitamin a vitamin d blah 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 so i lupin because of all these food allergy issues he had been diagnosed with addison's prior to moving to london and 
his coat was looking awful. Like it was it, the remember? strangest kind of. Uh, it was so bad. Feeling it was so it was weird. So sad. It was like a mix of the fact that he was super red and itchy and pink. So his skin was actually like pink, and he was ha- he had saliva stains from all of the licking. God, his paws. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And then plus the hormonal changes or whatever that his body was going through with his Addison's, because that's like an adrenal yep. gland issue. All of those changes really caused a change in his coat. Like, parts of it became really curly and fluffy. And you could just, like, see that he was not the healthy dog that he used to be. And we were at a loss as to what to do about it. So, I was like, I'm going to cook his food. That lasted for, like, maybe a few (laughs) months because bulk cooking food for a, you know, 80-pound dog (laughs) was, was, like, not really fun. But, uh, so, I would say that, I don't want to say that's, like, biggest mistake but i would say it's like a notable one i mean we were working with veterinarians at the time they didn't really have an answer for us it was just like medication really like for the allergies which is fine but the medication was very expensive for a large dog and so it was like that plus his addison's medication it was just like too much or they would put him on steroids for like 10 days plus i think he would heal and then he would go back to being bad like two weeks later Right. But I think this led us to think more about the diet options and what was out there and to research it more. And I think eventually where we landed was where we needed to be, you know, three months earlier, you know, ending up with like a (laughs) trial and error between different actual kibbles. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the learning, but I think just like probably the mistake part of it was trying to cook it myself because I really... I would highly encourage anyone to never do that unless they actually have consulted a veterinary nutritionist and like they've created a whole plan for their dogs and they have all of the Mm -hmm. added minerals, all of those things that you add in yourself. And because then home cooked meals can, you know, potentially be useful. But yeah, that was so I, I guess that would be probably the mistake part of it. But you're right. It did. It did lead us down more of this. Like, how do we address this with diet like mm-hmm. figure out his food allergies with diet and now he's back at, i mean you could see the change in his coat I'll, maybe oh, i'll try no to doubt. find pictures and do like a before and after of his like yeah when his coat was all fluffy i'll try to post that when this episode comes out so yeah so i wouldn't say a huge mistake but a notable one when we first moved to london all right so, next one next so, so speaking of london i'm recalling that like we were in london for maybe a couple months before Carly was feeling like we needed a photo shoot with Lupin. <laughs> and it couldn't just be a photo shoot around our neighborhood. No, it needed to be near the landmarks downtown. It needed to be on the water on the Thames. Uh, we had to take the tube down, of course, because how else do you get downtown when you don't have a car? So yeah. <laughs> this is starting to remind me of all the times that we attempted commuting London. With Lupin. Oh my god, Lupi. <laughs> he was okay. I don't the mistake part of doing a commute with him was not having or doing any type of travel with him was not having a backup plan. Because mm-hmm. he was fine on my commute to work every day. We had like an overground train. He would lay there. He was he was happy. I had like this little mat that he would lay on 
And oh he, gosh, the mat. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> which was a bath mat from like IKEA, and it was like beige it was and like ugly. <laughs> the most basic thing. And and dogs are very welcomed there, as I've mentioned in many other episodes. But I think there were times when the trains were down, or like there was, I had to take an alternate route, and it was like the hu- the underground, super like loud, screechy, or there was everyone else was rerouting because their usual oh, yeah. train was I down. I mean, a train so is down. Packed. At prime oh time God. in London, you are packed like sardines you are on that. in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There is not a modicum of personal space. And then trying to get your big-ass dog this on there. Massive. While you're, like, elbowing sound. other people out of the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> so oh, I think. Hearing your stories about this, because this happened a couple times. Yeah. Maybe. So this was, like, coming home from work or something. Everyone, like, mass rush hour. Everyone's trying to get home. And... Albie. No snoring. All done. Bye, bud. Good boy. Oh, good boy. Mass, rush hour. Everyone's trying to get home. And yeah, I think I think I did I didn't have a backup plan in those issue in those situations. Exactly. And that was probably a mistake. I think I think we were probably so worried about money at that time too. We well, I was really over indexed on spending because like we were definitely in a different financial situation over there. Yeah. But there were easy backups. Like I could have just going to the pub with friends. Yes. For like an hour (laughs) and avoiding rush hour (laughs) and just coming home an hour later. (laughs) Yeah. Or like I could have just taken a cab. Yep. But I think that that, those type of things wouldn't even cross my mind because it would cost money. And I was like, oh, I can't. Spend yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, I have to be home. Yeah. I have to commute. Like, Yeah, it gets like you get like in your head about it. So, yeah. I mean, thankfully, Lupin was not worse for the wear. It, those moments were kind of like the doc situation. It was just traumatic for me. Like Lupin handled it like a champ because at that point he was used to commuting. And he was actually – he kind of – he's very good. He's very like neutral in environments like that. He kind of just like – I don't want to say shuts down. But, like, he just – you can see he kind of just goes into this, like, okay, we need to get this done type of mode. Right. Almost. Which is really funny because, like, I feel like what I recall is when you told these stories to me, like, all oh, work was really – or the commute home was really tough today. And I feel like my stress level would be highest. Carly's would be next. And Lupin's was way down low. Yeah, Lupin was he fine. He was fine because, like, he just lay in between people's legs and other people yeah. were really accommodating. Yes. People were actually, like, really nice about him, like, being there, like, you know, side by side, everyone, and the dog is, like, taking up some space. But, yeah, it was it was the stress. Like, that was the mistake, really, was putting that huge amount of stress on myself because I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I have this scared rescue dog, like – I know, like, he's acting behaviorally completely fine, but I'm still putting all of this guilt onto myself in those situations. Okay. Anyway, we've belabored that enough. Um, You know what, though? You mentioned pictures, and I feel like we need to rewind a little bit. I know we went to London. So, like you mentioned, I wanted to get pictures of us, like, in London when we were there for a few months. Like, only there for a few months in. And they were like such amateur shitty photos. Oh, they were terrible. I was the photographer. (laughs) This is the beginning of your days as an Instagram husband. (laughs) And, but I really regret, I think one of, I would catalog this as one of the biggest dog parenting mistakes is not having Loopy 
in some capacity in our wedding photos. Oh, gosh. Or slash getting more professional photos together throughout his That I could understand. Him being at the wedding, I remember talking about that. We, yeah. And it being a very challenging discussion because we were going back and forth and back and forth. But, I mean, at the end of the day, he was still a little early on. He was still very scared. Yes. Yes. But, okay, so I think, yeah, he had come a long way, but he was no way equipped to be in a large crowd like that, especially at the location that we got married Mm because it was, like, kind of on, like, a bluff, a bluff of sorts. Yeah. So, like, we were like, Lupin will definitely, like, eat himself off of this bluff <laughs> because he's, it'll be, like, the dock all over again. He'll, like, fall down this hill <laughs> to try to get away from people. Yep. And, yeah. So, I think what I'm saying, though, is I know that we made the right decision for his well-being in that moment. We thought it through. We really wanted him there. But we were like, right. you know what? He is not – he he can't handle that. Like it's it's gonna be too much stress for us. It's gonna be too much stress for him. Like, no way should he be mm-hmm. at the wedding. However, I wish this kind of comes back to money a little bit again. I wish we just hired someone to watch him for that day and to bring him in for the photos alone. Just for the photos, for like just to have him the, exactly yeah. like 30 minutes in like a controlled Take him around environment. The back. Yep. And then ha- and then take him home again. It would have been possible. You're right. It, and we didn't – I mean, I worked in the animal world. Like, people would have – I knew a bunch of people who could have done that. And I think I just didn't – Yeah. I mean, considering the end cost of a wedding, like, it exactly. wouldn't have been that big a deal. So, yes. I think I get your point. It would have been, like, a wash <laughs> at the end of the day as far as, like, money-wise. You just give them, like, maybe a 100 bucks or something as, like, a thank you. Yeah. Especially if it but was like, a friend or a co To your point, like, I look back – at any instance where we've actually had like a qualified photographer, like either with you or both of us with Lupin. Yeah. And it's been great. Like exactly. there's been some really wonderful results and yeah. it's really nice. Better and than like the, just the stuff you take with your phone. Well, exactly. And so that's, I think that's like what I'm saying is like biggest dog parenting mistake is not having him in a few of the wedding photos. Cause I think he's, I mean, he was such an integral part of our life at that point of our life. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have made sense to have him there, especially because we did want him there. Um, and then also just more professional photos when he was younger. Because we have – I mean, we have literally just the ones from our iPhones I mean, at we, that time. We look back <laughs> and, and they're they are fuzzy. Yeah. And I just <laughs> – I don't know. Photos. I really wish that we had more of like the family together when he was mm. young. Because he started – then his coat started getting all fluffy and he started going gray really early. And there were a lot of mm-hmm. changes. And we never got beautiful photos of him like when he was young. Um, anyway, okay. So that was a rewind to the wedding, I would say. And then now fast forward back to London. I feel like there's one <laughs> there's I, well, one big one left. <laughs> there's one that's left a mark on us. On our bank account, it's, it's on in, our... <laughs> it's impacted probably every vacation decision that we've made since then. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah. I mean, the instances, right, us actually trying to take a vacation it was without Edinburgh. bringing Lupin. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, we're going to Edinburgh. We're going to do a long weekend of it. You were going to do a half a marathon. Yes. This is going to be a nice event. It we're was, looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. So, it was like we had taken him on almost every trip we did when we were over there, unless it was over the water, like into Europe, we took 
Lupin everywhere we went in the UK. We did, yeah. Except Edinburgh, because I keep saying Ed- Edinburgh. It's like how it's said. <laughs> I, I say it. But <laughs> I feel like everyone listening is like, Carly, this is not how it's said. I am aware. The Americans won't know. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. So we scheduled this trip. I contacted – there's a company. It was called Dog Buddy. I think they're actually owned by Rover.com now, but it was the same. Oh. Yeah. They got t- taken over. Um, But it was the same premise as far as like you book an, a dog sitter mm-hmm. online through mm-hmm. this app and you get built-in insurance when you book it through them for that – for the visit. And so your pet sitter is insured mm-hmm. and your dog's insured during that time. Yep. And – we had booked with this one girl a few times before, which honestly, I chose her because she would stay at our house with Lupin because I didn't want, I didn't think he would feel comfortable going to someone else's right. house. We wanted him comfortable and in that in in our familiar environment. environment. He does well when he's in his environment. Because um, at this time, he was still like a little fearful. He was pretty confident with us and like fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was on the tube every day, all of that. But that was when he was with me. Mm-hmm. So once we were gone, sometimes, you know. He would get a little bit more skittish, kind of revert back to his old ways. So we wanted her in our house, which she would do. And she was also not very expensive because I think she was young. And she also did not speak English very well. So all of – I I don't – I mean, we had booked with her a few times and had no issues, just a few weekends away when we um, didn't bring Lupin with us. And it was totally fine. She did a great job. No problems. So this next time when we went to Scotland, I was like, okay, we'll book her again, but I'm not going to book it through Dog Buddy because they take a cut uh, off of her pay and they take a cut off of like what we pay. Like they take a percentage off of either end. So I was like, you know, once again, we'll just text her money. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, I just texted her. I was like, hey, like, do you, can you watch him for three nights this weekend? We'll just pay you cash. And she was like, yeah, sure. So she take watches lupin and i get a text when we're in scotland and like hey lupin's stomach is it seems like his stomach is having issues um i'm gonna take him to the vet and and so she takes him to like an emergency vet she has to take him on the bus and (laughs) all this stuff and they so i speak with the vet at that time and they do blood work there's nothing really no problems but they're like we're gonna give him fluids and see how he does and and um the vet also was not able to speak with this woman very well. It seems like I think she was, I think she kind of was one of those girls that when she was in a nervous or scared situation, she would also really like clam up and like, I think would have a lot of anxiety. Like she was very shy. Mm-hmm. And so I think that kind of came through when she was like in this emergency situation with Loopy. Anyway, he seems fine. He's eating again. He's drinking again. He's sleeping fine. All of that. But either way, we're like, okay, we so we cut our trip short. We come home early. She leaves. Like we don't we don't actually end up seeing her because she left the house before we had gotten home, which was like mm-hmm. fine. And she, I think she had classes or something. And you see So we get home, and I think that one of the first things we notice is that we don't actually know where Lupin's harness is. Like we're looking around, we're trying to find it because we want to take him on a walk. And all we see is, is like this ominous buckle, like kind of off in the corner on the carpet. They were like little shards of plastic. Yes. And like 
around well, basically, his bed. Like, is this maybe his stomach issues? Like, did he, like, what happened here? Yeah. So we, like, looked in the trash. We were like, oh, did he, like, tear it apart or did something happen to it? So we, like, mm-hmm. rummaged through the garbage to see if there's any more pieces. And there weren't. So I texted her and was like, hey, where's his harness? And it, remember this was a new harness? We had just bought him and it was, like, yes. 80 pounds or something, too. Mm-hmm. It was very expensive. And it, it was. Like, it was really nice and had, like, padding and everything. Anyway. Um so, yeah, she texted back and she was like, oh, yeah, he ate his harness. Sorry, I'll pay for it. And I was like, that is the least of my fucking worries right now. <laughs> like, the dog. I'm not worried that he, yeah, about repaying it. I'm worried that he ate it. Yeah. Like, he ate the harness. So, we took him to the vet. They did x-rays. They didn't see any plastic or metal in the x-rays. And so, but x-rays, you can't see, um, like, soft materials necessarily mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, so basically that all happens in like May, I think it was like the beginning or end of May. Yeah. Then in September, so Lupin is fine. Like Lupin's fine after this. We take him to the x-rays. We have to pay out of pocket for them. And we're like, F that, you know, but okay, it is what it is. You know, lesson learned. We should have had the insurance, but it wasn't terrible. Then in September, we're going away again for a weekend. I think... We had found – we actually found someone good to watch him. We're going to Pauline's wedding. Were we? We didn't go. Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a trip planned. So I – like we had bought our outfits for it. Did you get oh, a God. new suit for this? Yes. Yeah. I didn't have a suit. I got like this, this was really the first nice – time in my life I was going to own a suit. We were going to go to our first like British wedding. I bought a hat. Like, I, I mean, was it was so going to be a train ride. It was going to yeah. be exciting. It was going to be like, I was so excited for this. And um, Lupin started having issues, like was really lethargic and started barfing up all of his food, brought him in. And then while we were in the waiting room, he had a seizure, which I like got on record. And but they ended up they determined it wasn't necessarily seizure. It looked like it was almost like a muscle cramp because I had upped his steroid. Anyway, it was like a potassium level issue, but like it presented as a seizure. It looked like a seizure. So they went through all of the diagnostics for like a neurological problem. They did not find anything. So then they were like, okay, back to square one. <laughs> so we're racking up the vet, vet bills at this point. You know, they're just going through all of these diagnostic procedures and they're like, okay, back to square one. Could something be in his stomach? And I was like, well, you know, maybe. I was like, he did eat this Spoilers. thing back in There's back in May. Definitely something in his yeah. stomach. <laughs> Spoiler: there was something in his stomach. So I think I kind of mentioned this story actually on the episode, the pet insurance episode. But he had part of the harness still stuck in his stomach. It was like stuck between his stomach and his intestines covered by like a in, like, thread, a grass ball covered in grass. Yeah, so it blocked him up. He had to surgically get it removed. It was a very hard surgery for him. So he also ended up getting this huge like plasma transfer when he was recovering. And he was in the hospital for, I think it was almost a week. Yes. And mind you, like, this is like a London hospital. It's not like the biggest, most luxurious space. But it's a really nice hospital. It was a very very well-known, nice one. But. But. Albie. Albie. Hi, bud. Hi, Are you dreaming of We're Lamb Lung? Done. We're almost done. We're almost done. Okay. Okay. I'll, 
So, I mean, this was the London emergency vet. Like, it was a, luckily, it happened to just be like a 15, 20 minute walk. Yeah. But like, so we would either taxi there or walk there to come visit him during this week. And this poor guy is like sitting at the back of his kennel, (laughs) just like, the vet would just tell us that he's just like not moving. He wouldn't eat. So Mm -hmm. we had to like go in there and try to like hand feed him. Like I was feeding him chicken, even though he's allergic. I was like anything to get him to actually like eat calories. Yeah. So he finally started eating and taking or like eating again. And so they were like, okay, now that he's eating, he's finally turning the corner and he's okay. We were able to take him home. I missed quite a few days at work, which they were very understanding and nice about since it was a dog food Mm -hmm. company. Um, But yeah, it was, it was like literally touch and go. It was, it was very, it was really scary at that time. And it was a very large vet bill between yeah the i remember surgery. talking about that and being like yeah we're just gonna have to put this on the u.s credit card like yeah. you know like we can't afford this out of our uk bank account no we had to take it out of like our money that we're not supposed to touch that was like still in america kind of thing yep. <laughs> oh my god and yeah he i mean he recovered fully and he's fine and it's all good now but i mean there were a few learn learnings from that one would be probably like there's one the value of pet insurance. Yeah. Like, I I don't think I've ever really heard of it. Like, my parents, when we were growing up, we had our dog. wasn't a thing. But, boy, would it have saved us there. Yeah. And then... Especially if I had actually booked through that app and done well, the pet I mean, insurance at that point. Number two. Yeah. When you're doing an actual reservation or, you know, like a booking, there's maybe a reason why you're paying that little bit of a fee on both sides. Yeah. It kind of protects you. So, it, yeah. And so that kind of also like rolls into getting someone qualified because a qualified pet sitter, as we learned with our very early on episode with Pet Sitter Confessional, that was way long ago, but a qualified pet sitter will have their own insurance to cover mm-hmm. anything that happens mm-hmm. with when the dog is in their care. Or if you're booking through like rover.com, they have pet insurance as well. And I think also, you know, just get someone who it sounds like she left the harness next to the bed um which isn't you know which isn't like a the worst thing in the world next to his dog bed but it was right next to his toys which is why he i think kind of like ate it and was like tearing it apart like it's like a rope toy or something um you know it sounded like like our neighbors said it sounded like you know she had her boyfriend over and they were like outside partying or something like that i don't know that's all like hearsay but i think you know making sure you just pay for someone who is actually a good dog sitter and like actually really responsible yeah. don't, try, don't just is, try to save money this is one area where being frugal is maybe not quite worth it yes exactly oh my gosh okay i feel i feel like that's all with lupin like he's been really good since then lupin's been mostly fine i think every from everything from there has been pretty minor yeah do we have any with alby yet I don't. I don't think we do. Like I tried to think about it. I don't think we really have any big. With Albie, we've benefited from two things. I think one is COVID, so we haven't been doing as much with him. But two is we've learned. Yeah, <laughs> we've learned a lot. <laughs> we've learned a lot. Our test dog, <laughs> poor guy. Oh gosh. All right. Well, I think in that case, is that it? Are we done? That was our biggest dog parenting mistakes. That may be it. Although I'm sure there's plenty left in the future. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure there will be more. Maybe we'll do another episode in a year on the same topic. But um, 
Yeah. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Michael. Cheers. For joining. <laughs> I have to. I told him I would take him out to dinner for this. So where are we going? What restaurant did you decide? We are going out for some barbecue wings. All right. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, again. Um, and if you want to follow the podcast, it's at With a Dog Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> on Instagram and TikTok, we have new episodes every Wednesday. And we'll see you next week. Thank you. All content on the With a Dog podcast is for informational and comedic purposes only. It should not replace professional advice, treatment, or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer, or behaviorist.